everybody. Welcome into the wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast. We are here on a Monday, another blue Monday for us Detroit sports fans. And no, the Lions didn't play. They played on Thanksgiving. They wrecked our Thanksgiving. But yesterday was a good NFL day. The other blue team, of course, Michigan, falling hard against Ohio State again. They've lost, what, 15 of 16 now or 14 mm-hmm. of 15, whatever the hell that number is. Anyway. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Jamie Morris, a former Michigan standout, will join us in just a few minutes. Joining us in studio, my buddy Pete Spivak to my right. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing there, Tommy? I'm good, man. Is good to see you, buddy. Is Pete's mic on? My this, mic's on. I can hear it. it. I can hear you now. I can hey. hear you better now. All right. See hey, you. Hello, hello again. And Mr. Ohio State himself, Ethan Perlman here, all there glowing. What's yeah, up, yeah, you know, when you win eight in a row against uh, Michigan, you got a right to smile. Yeah? Where's yeah. your uh, scarlet and gray today? It's it's going to be on the show Wednesday, actually. That doesn't make sense. Today was your day to make it. I know. I want to I wanna get it closer to that uh, Big Ten championship game, okay. though. Two Bowling Green uh, guys here today with Like me. you're really going to lose that game. What's your Bowling Green uh, saying again? The Falcons, Isaac Zumba. Isaac Zumba. Yeah. <laughs> so we are here with you for the next hour. You can catch us on demand, of course, on NRM Streamcast. Or if you're here live with us, feel free to call in at 844-999-9249. We are here in the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. And uh, let's start off with a little NFL before we get Jamie Morris on. The Super Bowl preview was on yesterday. And I know it could change in, in the next few weeks, but... No, that two, was the Super Bowl preview. These two teams are pretty damn good. The yeah. best of the AFC... In the Baltimore Ravens, they beat New England, so I could say they're the best in the yeah, AFC. New I England lost you. last 100%. night. 100%. And the San Francisco 49ers, who were coming in with one loss, and was only to Seattle. Yep. And they go battle 17-17 as time expires. Justin Tucker comes in and nails just under a 50-yard field goal, yep. like, like it was like a 30-yard extra point. And they win it in the pouring rain, 20-17. to It was phenomenal. John Harbaugh on one side, Kyle Shanahan, who I think is the best young coach in the game, on the other sideline. It was just great to see, and in the same way, depressing to me as a Lions fan, how far away we are from these two teams. That well, was you had the stuff. best offense from Baltimore against a top, uh, I think a top three defense in San Fran. Yep. I don't think they're number one right now. I forgot. I think maybe Seattle might be number one again. I'm not quite sure, but we're going to see Seattle tonight yeah. for Monday Night Football when they host another good offense in Minnesota. Should be good. Uh, that's going to be a real good game. But yeah, I think you did see the uh, the preview of the Super Bowl between San Fran and Minnesota, or, or San Fran and Baltimore yesterday, and what a great game, as you said. But the great thing about these teams is that they're deep. They have a lot of good talent. I think though that San Fran might be a little bit deeper, especially running the ball. Like if Mark Ingram, well, they got three running backs. Well, three good ones. And, and Baltimore's got some good ones. Well, I don't think as good maybe as San Fran. I mean, I, I guess they're both they're both very good teams. I, I I seem to have a little bit more stock in San Fran's running game. I think they might be a little bit better. But obviously the the wild card with Baltimore is they really don't need a running back because they have Lamar Jackson who Correct. can run the ball too. Mm-hmm. So he's considered like a, a guy running the ball. But I, you know, it's it, it's a there are two very very well well put together deep teams and boy did John Harbaugh make a very good tough decision getting rid of Joe Flacco Big time. Uh, when he did I mean to to make that decision you know it's just it's tough to tell Matthew Stafford to go to hell 
Yeah. You know what I mean? When it, when, it, when, it, when the time comes, when when the Especially that needs to happen. Flacco and, won a Super Bowl. And he won yeah. a Super Bowl, and they gave him a new contract after the yeah. Super Bowl. And it's it's so it was very difficult to say, Joe. Sorry, time's up. We got to go. We got to go with Lamar, not tomorrow, but now. And yeah. bam. And last year, uh, as he finished the year and mm-hmm. went into the playoffs. The Baltimore Raven fans wanted to hang him up. They, I mean, he was making mistakes. He's a rookie. We don't want this guy bringing Flacco. Remember that playoff game when yep. they were getting swamped? Oh, yeah, and they got swamped. Mm-hmm. But he stuck smoked. with Lamar Jackson. He stuck with him. He could have went to Joe Flacco. He didn't. He stuck with Lamar Jackson, and look how it's paid off. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now in his second year. Out of Louisville, absolutely. You know, won the Heisman. Didn't he win it as a as a sophomore? I think or a sophomore. Uh, yeah, I think a sophomore. The kid is the kid's got it, man. And uh, mm-hmm. they call him like quarterback sneaks for him. He's just not diving over. He's looking for a hole. Yeah, and he's finding a hole. He's like fragile Frankie Merman on the. Uh, he Seinfeld. finds the hole in the finds park, the man. Absolutely, and he gets in there. I mean, <laughs> four straight games rushing over a hundred yards. That's the record. And he's going to break uh, Michael like Vick's Vicks. record yeah. by next week. Yeah, he definitely will. Most rushing will. yards in the, in the... When I was a kid, there was a Bobby Douglas. He was the guy. He was the Bears running quarterback. He couldn't throw a lick, but he ran. And I always remember him. I got his football card like a thousand times. Bobby, Bobby Douglas. Douglas. Oh, and uh, they've the come a long way. Bobby Douglas. They've come a long way since the Bobby <laughs> Douglas days. But the Ravens are for real, folks. They've won eight straight, and they knock off the Niners 20-17. to 17. Uh, but that, that might go reverse when they meet again. It I, might. My, you know mind what? you, I said when. Yeah, they could. They could. And then that would be the uh, Seattle. I like Seattle still. It'll in be the on NFC. a neutral field, not in the comfy you know, home know. of Baltimore. I still, it would be in Miami, because that's where the Super Bowl uh-huh. is this year. But I, I still dig Seattle. I really love them. I love Pete Carroll. I think uh, it'll come down to the Niners and them. Yeah. No one in the NFC East, by the way, should be allowed in the playoffs this year. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm an no, NFC um... East slappy. You know, being a Giant fan, I mean, yeah. how bad? The Eagles the Eagles lose a 14-point fourth-quarter lead and get blown out by the Dolphins. And, yeah. and did you happen to see yeah, the, the, the yes. bizarre touchdown pass from the punter, <laughs> the punter to the <laughs> kicker? <laughs> I mean... This Brian Flores over there, the coach over there? The former New England, yeah. uh, whatever coordinator he was, he's showing he's showing some guts over there, and they're playing for him. Yeah, remember they were, they, were, they were dumping. You know, they wanted to get the quarterback. We're going to dump this season. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. They just yeah, exactly. They they're are, better they're than not the Jets. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Well, now, but if the Jets do their offseason correctly. That's Sam Darnold. They, sh- is, yeah. they is should have left Adam Gase in Cincinnati. They have a great receiving core for the Jets. <laughs> the Jets have a, a spectacular receiving core. They should have left Adam Gase and they got in Le'Veon Cincinnati. Oh. He ran nine times in the first nine half. Nine times. Nine times. This guy didn't. Gase did not want Le'Veon Bell on you know the team. You know Ferris Bueller. And he, he doesn't use him. He's path- what a pathetic coach. I'm sorry. Maybe he might be a nice guy. He's got those big, wide eyes. Remember his press conference? He had a big stare. <laughs> the he is eyes. You, you read Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a huge Jet fan. Younger than me, though. So I, I consider myself just as big a Jet fan as he is. But he's got a big stage to talk about it. He said they should have left Adam Gase there. And you know what he said? Right now, the Jets should be in Ann Arbor surrounding Schimbeckler Hall and not letting Jim Harbaugh yeah. not get on the plane to New York but, and coach okay. the Jets. Already it's starting. 
Jim Harbaugh, of course. Michigan Happens loses. every year. Michigan loses. They're zero and five against the every year against the Buckeyes with Jim at the helm. Now it starts. He's gone. He's doing this. He's doing that. When he took this job, I said it. He's never leaving. I said that. He is never leaving Ann Arbor. I still don't think he's leaving Ann Arbor. He's but the not talk gonna is going to leave on a there. losing note. I'll tell you that. But the talk is out there. You know, mm-hmm. What if the Jets give him ten million a year to come over there? He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave losing to Ohio, or losing to Ohio State being Owen said he's going to at least get one win before he leaves. So if you're him and I can't no I, money will make him leave. I can't make it I can't make it that you're him because nobody is Jim Harbaugh. Right. He's no, his I own hear guy. I don't wear khakis. But if you're him <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but if you're him, don't you want to I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. I know do you, you want, want to leave money, Michigan right? or do you want go coach the New York Jets and get them back going. I mean I I don't know. I mean, my my big thing with uh, you know when people start speculating college coaches to professional jobs, it's a lot of these college coaches are getting paid good money. I mean, what's Harbaugh's getting? What eight nine million a year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ten million, one extra million dollars. I don't think is enough to sell it. No, nope. it's, it's not it the money. Be. I don't think he'd go for the money. But it's just another challenge. But you're, you're right. Mean, How's he going to leave on this note? He can't. Yeah, and he won't. Will, will Michigan fans ever turn on Jim Harbaugh and say we need him gone? I think some or, of them are already turned. Like on. Lions fans, like yeah. you know, like like get Daryl Rogers out of here, all that sort of stuff. I don't know if that would ever happen. I don't see that's Jim the, Harbaugh. That's the only way I see him leaving on his own will if fans turn on him, which I don't see them doing for a few years. But if the recent trend of not getting to a Big Ten championship not being able to beat Michigan and Ohio State year in and year out. I think eventually fans are going to get sick of it hey. and and turn. Yeah, well, right. I don't see them turning. Well, for more on uh, Jim Harbaugh and where he's going, what he's doing, how he's feeling, we go to the hotline and go out to Ann Arbor. Man, it's on WTKA out there every afternoon. And former Michigan great Jamie Morris joins us now. What's up, Jamie? Thanks for coming on, man. All right. Good to hear your voice. How you doing? Better than Saturday. Better than Saturday. Anything is better than Saturday. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Jamie, we're going to put you on hold, and we're going to call you back. we got a bad line, all right? So we're going to put put Jamie Morris on hold, and Cole, you give him back a call. Give him a call back, and let's get a better line going. So... Where were we? We're talking about Jim Harbaugh and will back he up stay the Brinks or will he go? I'm sure he's very happy. I'm sure he's very happy in Ann Arbor. I'm sure the the Michigan alum still love him. They brings okay. brings a lot of money. Brings a lot of uh, yes, he does. Brings a lot of money to the to the university. No question about it. And well, unfortunately, it's not like he's not, It's not like he's not getting recruits. He's recruiting just fine. He's the second best team in the Big Ten. Okay, or maybe third, or maybe fourth. <laughs> I mean, this but year, he's in the arguably, top. probably third or fourth. I still think Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, is the Wisconsin, best, for sure. But... Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Penn State are definitely better than yeah. Michigan right now. Okay, but my whole point is that he's still getting the recruits, but he's not getting the recruits that everybody thought he was going to get, beating mm-hmm. Ohio State to the punch for the recruits that they get, and it's not happening. I mean, it was an interesting stat they talked about yesterday, or not yesterday, but Saturday, when it came to the Michigan D-line versus Ohio State O-line. There's nobody on the Michigan D-line that was 300 pounds. Right. 
the Ohio State O-line had a huge size advantage, a huge huge athletic advantage to that Michigan D-line that if you're if you know that this is what you're going to face, you should be recruiting to make sure that you can match up size-wise with you know the big teams in your conference and the fact that Michigan had nobody they could put on the line. Let's say your father's a Michigan Wolverines, that's for sure. I mean, you know, back in the old days, that's where the big old hogs and lunch punch guys would live, but this is a different type of team. He recruits different kids, mm-hmm. but where does it start? Where does it end between Ohio State and Michigan? I mean, here's Ryan Day in his first crack at Michigan and he could have put up 70 points playing with Urban Meyer's recruits though. I mean, let's I see know. how he does doing. Not that he's not doing bad if you look at his recruiting, but right. let's just see how he does with his players under his system and see how that goes. It reminds me of Bill Walsh when he left, and he left uh, the keys to George. Uh, what the hell was George's last? The coach. Uh, it'll come to me for the 49ers, and he winds up winning the Super Bowl the second year. And uh, we'll find out how it goes. Let's try Jamie Morris out in Ann Arbor again. What's up, Jamie? Oof. <laughs> Looks like we got a bad line again, man. Jamie, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you, but not very well, though. I'll tell you what. Let's try it one more time. Three is a charm. Why don't you call us on that number I sent you? George Seifert is the guy you were Thank you. George Seifert. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. You can hey, hear him fine. It's maybe good. we can hear you now. All you right. So it's what's fine. up, man? Uh, how's how's things in Ann Arbor this uh, these days? Today? Well, they're not they're not they're not the greatest times right now. I mean, it, it has been. Uh, you know that Ohio State is the measuring stick for Michigan. Uh, we look to we look forward to that game every week. <laughs> We got to get back. Hey, James, I got to put you on hold again. We're losing you again, man. We got another bad sell. Why don't you try uh, calling me on that 888 number, the 844 number? Let's try it again. And as he was saying, uh, not a good day here to be a Michigan Wolverine, but Ohio State owns you 15 out of 16 times. And the kids. Uh, who was it on on Saturday? It was uh, their quarterback on Saturday. Said uh, Josh, excuse me, with Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. Yeah, and he was saying, I think we look at this game more than Michigan does. D- did you hear him when he said that? Yeah, I, I did. I think we take this rivalry more seriously than Michigan does. Yep. I mean, I, I I heard the comment. I don't know that I fully agree with the comment, but when it came to, I think, the fieriness of both teams, at least this game, Ohio State seemed to be more fired up. Right. And I think it showed, especially when yeah, you got players that are coming, that. coming in and out due to injuries. I mean, Ohio State was down their second-best defensive back, and it was the mentality, next man up. Yeah, there was some you know growing pains in that first quarter and a half, but the last two and a half quarters, it was shut down. Everybody knew what their assignments were. It was no, you know, lackadaisical attitude. It was every play we're going to go smash heads. I don't. Is what it seemed. I, like. I I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, Michigan was uh, unready for that game. I I agree with Maz on that point. Uh, my I think that. What the difference that you saw is pure talent over what 
over the recruiting war. You saw the recru- recruiting war right there. They got better right players. There. It's not just yeah, it's not just better players, a better scheme, a better way of playing the game, a better way of getting things done. But the way that uh, Ohio State won uh, the comment that you're talking about from Justin Justin Fields, that was not meant to be a fact comment. That was his little brother comment. Like when uh, what's his name gave the little brother comment to Michigan State. Mike Hart. Mike Hart, exactly. Uh, this this is exactly what that was. I don't think that he was. I don't think that. I think that Michigan takes the game extremely of seriously. They do. Of, course of course they, they do. do. He was. That was just. That's what you saw was part of the mental game that goes yeah. on between those players. Wow. On the field. I mean, to own a team like that, it's all, it's almost impossible. Why, to own a team. Except, how would you not? This isn't Michigan against Indiana, where Michigan has beaten them a million mm-hmm. times in a row. This is two big powerhouse schools. Maz, how would you feel if you walked into your rival's stadium, rival's stadium, in the greatest rivalry of all time, as it's called, and just stomp the living you-know-what out of them? Yeah. It's not, how could you even call it a rivalry anymore? I Let's, mean, there were tweets all weekend or all yeah. day about, is this really a rivalry anymore? Because the last few years, it hasn't looked well, like it. you know what? Hang on to that argument, because Michigan still leads the all-time yeah, series. Yeah, they do, but it's and, catching and, up. And, 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 well, it might be catching <laughs> up, and that's fine, but the thing is that they're still catching up. So, was it not a series when Michigan was dominant? Right. You know, True. so Ohio State fans, hold your freaking horses on that one. I know, but it's in this day and age. It's a bunch of junk when you say that. In this day and age, this day and age, when you're winning, when you're going to a playoff, you're not winning by guys voting for you as a a number one team anymore. It's not like the old days anymore. It's you've got to earn your way into that playoff. Well, and Michigan has you know come close once. In the last five years, and mm-hmm. you know it was that game that they got, yeah, they got gypped out of that game against Ohio State. But that was that was just, who knows what happens if they win that game. True. Who, who knows what happens if they win that game? And we're gonna try Jamie Morris one more time here and see if we can get this phone thing worked out. Jamie Morris, of course, played at eighty-four to eighty-seven at uh, Michigan and uh, fourth-round pick for the Redskins out of that game, and he was two and two in that series. A lot of these kids would beg to be two and two right now, Jamie. Yeah, they would. But overall, I think uh, you know it's about recruiting, it's about coaching and preparation. Well, Jim Harbaugh was brought here because he had all of those things on his resume, and a very famous alum here in Michigan. I, for one, was so excited when when they hired him, and I was bragging to everyone and. I got egg on my face now when it comes down to it. No, you have egg. Everybody's got egg on their face. But you know what? Here's the thing. He's building the program. I mean, it's going to take some time. It's done. I mean, you, we want an elite program. I'm not, look, am I upset? Sure, I'm upset. As a former player, they scored 56 points on us. They scored 62 points on us last year. That doesn't happen to Michigan. But this is not the like so you just said that earlier. It's not your it's not your grandfather's old Michigan team, and this is not how it's going to be. We've got to build a program. We went through two coaches, right. went through Rich Rich Rodriguez, and then you go through Brady Hope. Brady Hope was coming back the old Michigan way, but now we we've gone another direction because we've had to improve our offense. Gotcha. Jamie Morris, our guest here on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Ohio State beats Michigan 56-27. They've won eight in a row, 15 of 16. They'll take on Wisconsin on Saturday for the Big Ten 
uh, championship because uh, whiskey beat off uh, beat down <laughs> Minnesota thirty eight to seventeen. Uh, what do you take out of that game uh, d- defensively? I mean, what 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 happened? Uh, well, offensively, we I mean, defensively, we couldn't keep up. And that defensive, our defensive line is when you look at that offensive line, Ohio State's offensive line against our defensive line. It was it was Goliath over you know it was a huge offensive line and they got the job done. They ran the ball on us. We were we were trying to get ready for Justin Fields, which we should have. But there's another Heisman Trophy candidate that's on that team. You're not kidding. He is a stud. What a stud running back. They didn't touch him on his three touchdowns in no, that no. first half. I mean, he didn't get touched. They ran the three. They ran the same play. Those three touchdowns. And the funny thing is, I think he's only what fifth nationally. I think that um, uh, what's his name from Oklahoma State still leads the nation, but it's still pretty good. He's still a mm-hmm. great running back. Um, uh, what, what positives, Jamie? This is Pete Spivak, by the way, joining Maz on his show. Uh, hey, what, Pete, how you doing? Doing well, Jamie. I'm sorry about Saturday. I'm sorry about the weekend. I'm, it's it's got to be frustrating. Uh, just a side note: I went to Bowling Green, and uh, it's been a long time since Bowling Green beat Toledo. We finally got that done. So I <laughs> I know a Michigan, a Michigan guy did that for you. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my! Don't don't get me started on Mr. Leffler, man. Oh my goodness <laughs> sakes! I he is, and you could already see the recruiting that he's doing for Bowling Green. He's definitely got some good stuff going. And the funny thing is, the first game he coached was against Morgan State, and who was on the opposing sideline yeah. as head coach? Tyrone Wheatley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a game that was! I mean, what 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 a start for him. But anyway, what positives overall did you take? Because there have to be some. And you're you know you played a long time. You had to. Uh, did you see any positives? And if so, what were they from that game? Sure, I saw some positives. I mean, from a, uh, from a situation offensively, we were able to move the ball, especially in the first half. But we've got it. We can't make mistakes against an elite team like Ohio State. Look, I don't put us in the elite, elite category. That would be foolish of me. I put us in the good a good ball team uh, category. But you, if you're playing against an elite team, you've got to play flawless mistakes. Right. Absolutely. Did you? I mean, I mean, I, I guess my whole. I, I guess one of the things is that you know. Do you? I mean, do you see? Do you see the offense? I guess blooming when when you know Shea's done. Obviously, Shea's going to be out of here, and and they're going to they're they're going to go to you know to the new. I mean, I'm looking to see, you know, all the all the young kids that that Jim has really recruited and really has you know he spent a lot of time recruiting these kids. What Joe Milton, Milton, and then yeah. um, and then who's the uh, McCaffrey? And then yeah, McCaffrey. Obviously, we got to see him play. So, how does the team develop going forward? You're Losing like a pocket passer, now you're going to pick up guys who can run from the pocket. How is this going to change the offense going forward? Well, if you look at the offense, the offense is built for these guys, the athletic quarterbacks. Okay. You just mentioned Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton, two athletic quarterbacks. I mean, this is the same offense that Shea ran down at Mississippi. So mm-hmm. it's not a new offense to anybody. And it's pretty much an offense that most high schools run. So you know, uh, you got to be happy with the offensive line uh, that's coming back. You lose, you lose half of that offensive line uh, because they were seniors and they graduated. But those guys that come back, if they come back, I can't say that they're coming back. But if they come back, you and you have some, you have some young offensive line 
sitting and waiting, fighting, fighting at the bit to have an opportunity. Jamie Morris joining us on the wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Michigan on the short end of the stick again against Ohio State. There was a question in the press conference to Jim Harbaugh that he took offense to. He said, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. What did you think of that? He said, the kid said, if it's a talent gap, is it a preparation gap, is it a coaching gap? What's the biggest difference between Ohio State and Michigan at this point? And Harbaugh said, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. I mean, when you look at it, I, I think the insult was was it a coaching gap? I think he he he's telling you that he gives everything to this this uh, this team and to this game, and that there's no coaching gap. The gap is between, like we said, it's between the recruiting. It's we're we're we're, we're far behind in recruiting. Why? It's, it's and it's getting ready for that game. Ohio State does something every day to play Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we need we need to, I look, both and Beckwith did the same the same thing. We need to adopt the same program and get it done. I mean, you've got if you let me say this, if you practice each day to beat Ohio State, you'll beat some teams in front of you because you're getting up for Ohio State. Yes, and that's exactly I think that that's a good point, you know, Jamie. I mean, and you did you guys practice that way under Bo? I mean, were you just just anxious for Ohio State all year long? We knew they were there. Let's just say the old man never let us forget who who mm-hmm. was coming. Right. And so you you just you knew gotcha. You were hungry for that and in the way you just ate a few people along the way. And you that don't makes think sense. they do that here? They do that. He does that. He does that. I, I think he I think he I, I think and this is just my thought process, but I think he wants to he, because he was a player here, because now he's the head coach here. He could really generate some energy if he wanted to, but I think he downplays it too. You do. So he's looking at it, he's trying it a different way, but it's obviously not working. Well, well, maybe, and you know what? Everybody said that offense wasn't working last year. He he changed the whole offense. I mean, he's got to do something from from, from a defensive standpoint too. We've got to do something because when you brought Don Brown in, it, it was to stop. The Ohio State of the world, right? Yeah. And how about Greg Madison leaving Ann Arbor and going over there? I mean, that, that that's a to me that's a huge insult. It's an insult, but you got to understand Maddie's standpoint too. He wanted to be a defensive coordinator. He got an opportunity and he went, and he made more money. Right? Did he have a problem with Harbaugh? No, I don't think he did. What, well, from what what I know, Maddie didn't have a problem with anything. His wife, they still own the house here at Ann Arbor. You know, Jamie, let me ask you something about recruiting, if you don't mind. Uh, because, uh, as you say, the the one way that we really that that Michigan really needs to get back to getting even with Ohio State is bringing in the recruits. So your kids sitting at home, you're 17 years old, you're getting visited by coaches. What is said to you from a Michigan coach? Let's say you're being recruited by both Michigan and Ohio State, and you know Ohio State is the you-know-what. So what does a coach have to say to you to change your mind? Well, well, you know, Coach, I get a chance at rings over here. I mean, you know, uh, Michigan's not really the, the, the top team in the Big Ten. What changes your mind to make you go to Michigan? Well, the one thing about Michigan has a strong following around the country, as well as Ohio State, but not, not but Michigan, does, does, you're going to be on TV 
many times. You're going to be visualized. You're going to, we're going to, we, Jim Harbaugh has coached in the NFL before. He, he'll have you ready to get to the NFL. I mean, it's all uh, recruiting has changed so much. Everybody talks about facilities. We have we we we've gotten facilities to match Ohio State now. We've done everything that we needed to do. We just gotta we, we gotta put the, you know the candle on the cake and blow it out. So how does this school not recruit the best quarterbacks in the country when you have Jim Harbaugh and you had Tom Brady walk through these doors? <laughs> That's a good one, man. Thank you. That's a good one. But look, here's the thing. Jim Harbaugh is very particular about the quarterback that he brings here. You've got to have a certain certain uh, attitude. You've got to have a certain ability. And not every great quarterback comes here because – they understand the scrutiny that they're going to be under. Do you think that Shea Patterson coming here, sort of, I don't want to say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the best way to put this to you, or best way to ask this, Jamie. I'm trying to search for the right words. Did it sort of put like a, not a chink in the armor, but it sort of did it mess things up? I mean, should it have been just an easy transition into McCaffrey and Milton and just go from there? Or do you like well, that Shea came had, over? Remember, we had Brandon Peters here. Yeah, Brandon Peters as well. Yeah, I went to Brandon Illinois. Yeah. Came off, I mean, he came off a so-so bowl game that he could have he locked that down, that spot down. Right. It didn't happen for him against South Carolina. Forgot what bowl it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't a spectacular bowl game. We lost to South Carolina. So Jim Harbaugh went out. He knew Dylan McCaffrey was young. He knew that he had Joe Joe Milton coming here. Right, he was coming here at the time, right? Right. So, if he could give those guys a couple more years, which he got for them, now you got two quarterbacks waiting. Who can they can pretty much if they go? God forbid that they do, but either one of them go into the um, the transfer portal, they'll be starting quarterback around the country. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Amazing. You don't even have to wait anymore. You just go into that portal and you become somebody else. <laughs> hey, 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 Jamie, this is uh, Ethan. With Michigan's, I think, strongest point on their offense being their wide receivers and a good number of them more than likely going into the draft this uh, upcoming uh, NFL draft, what is Michigan going to do if they if they can't continue to recruit strongly at that wide receiver position? Well, I think that you've got a new recruiting. You've got a new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. Josh Gaddis is the coach of the wide receivers. He knows the particular wide receivers. And if you look at those freshmen, um, those freshman wide receivers, they're not bad. And those are Josh Gaddis' kids. And he knows exactly what he's looking for. He's looking for guys in speed and space. You give them the ball. I mean, you saw you saw Mike Sanders still. He ran for a touchdown. That's the first touchdown of the, of, of, on the reverse. Of the, yeah. So, with that being said, we have some guys behind these guys that, because they dominate They dominate the hot headlines, which they should because they're great athletes. But I, 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 I see maybe Nico leaving. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones and, and even Tariq Black may want to consider the coming back because they haven't had – they didn't have that great season that everybody was thinking that they would have. And isn't what's his name coming back? The running back. It just escaped my mind. He was a- academically uh, ineligible. Oh, that uh, you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Uh, but he's coming back. But he's coming yeah, back, he's and he was considered a too. starter too. Yeah. So you got him coming back. Yep. Name just says it's 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 one of those things. It's it's, it's escaping me. Well, Jamie, let me ask what you this then. All all the uh, the buzz around the campus, you know, about Jim Harbaugh, and we're looking forward to hearing what he has to say today, but. 
does he go back to the NFL or does he stay here? Why, why would he go back to the NFL? I'm just, I'm just asking you a question. I know. What if the New York Jets no, come he, calling? He stays, he stays here. He, look, he's had, he's had success here. Long. He's had great success here for the past four years. He hasn't be, look, he hasn't, he's done everything you want him to do except for one thing. But he's made Michigan relevant again. He's, he, 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 he has big games. He just needs to win the big game. And I, I don't... You know what? Maybe we make more big games. I mean, you got to make big games, and you got to win them. Who do you like this Saturday? Ohio State giving sixteen and a half to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. I, you know who I'm taking. I hate to say this. You, got, you, you really got me, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's got to be Ohio State. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you are they the number one team in the country? On, on your opinion? Yeah. They are. Yeah. They, 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 they. I think they're the number one team in the country. I think they're the odds-on favorite to win to win the national championship. Them and Clemson. Right. So you would pick them against Clemson, straight I up. Would. Jamie, real quick, it just popped in my head. Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> hey, Jamie, I don't want to take all your uh, all your good stuff from your afternoon show, so I'm gonna. No, don't worry. I'm opening up the phones and let people talk about how they feel. Oh my oh, God! What do you, What do you think the phones are gonna say? What do you think the callers are gonna say? <laughs> well, they're gonna be upset. They're gonna say Jim Harbaugh's got to go, and I'm gonna say, then who do you want to bring here? Who should be the coach? I'll remind them. When Jim, when Jim first got here, before Jim got here, we were seven. We were five and seven. And we were selling, I mean, we were giving away two tickets to every game if you bought a Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> I remember that. That was a David Brandon that? thing. That's what you, oh. you want to go back to that? Let's do that again. Oh, God. <laughs> how, about, how about for Lion fans? What do you got for them to say? Your, your Redskins won a game yesterday, so the, Red- they're, they're, cl- they're catching up to the Lions for the, one of the worst draft picks. <laughs> hey, they gotta, now they got to stop winning. That's now right. about, <laughs> it's about draft. No, it's about the draft. It let's is. Be, mm-hmm. let's be, it's about the draft. The Redskins have got to stop. And for the Lions, I told you so. You're trying to do the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. Unless, the Patriot way, unless you got Belichick coming here or Brady coming here, it ain't the Patriot way. I'm Boy, sorry. I love hearing you say that, Jamie. Thank God, voice of reason. Hey, you finished with New England in your career. <laughs> I did. And look, it's not the Patriot way. The Patriot way is the Belichick way. The Patriot way is the Brady way. Look, I, 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 I get it. All these guys that come out of – out of New England and said, I know how to do it because I'm, well, you didn't learn, you just watched how Bill Belichick <laughs> built it. That's all you did. That's a fact, man. Hey, thanks for coming on and uh, Thank thanks for, uh, I know we had to get the phone straight, but we did. We got it right. I appreciate it, man. No problem. I appreciate you having me on, man. All right. We'll talk to you for the bowl when we go in. What, what bowl game do you think they're going to go to? The Holiday Bowl? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. No. Those Florida, those Florida Bowls love Michigan. They do. Michigan, yeah, they do. Michigan people live in Florida during the winter. Outback Bowl, baby. Outback Bowl. I love the Outback That's Bowl. what it's going to be. Hey, I think it would be the Outback. All right, Jamie. Love we'll it. talk to you, and we'll, we'll listen for you later on at TKA. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, man. Jamie Morris joining us, uh, former Wolverine. Great. Do you know he still holds the record in the NFL for most carries in a game? 45. 40 most rushing attempts. Five attempts. Yeah, he only played in the NFL four years, mm-hmm. and he still has that record. 45 carries. Fourth round pick 
for the Redskins. That's a lot of carries. Yeah. That's a lot of carries. And, of course, the Big Ten rushing champ in 87. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we had one of those guys? You're not going to find a hard-nosed runner like Jamie Morris was. Bam, bam. How was a Joe Morris guy? His his big brother. Yeah, his brother. You know, played for the Giants. Won a Super Bowl. It's just phenomenal. Can so we talk about something happier in Michigan? Well, we can talk. We'll get to we'll get to we'll get to your basketball team That's in a minute. Right. First, I got to tell you about the Michigan Sneaker Exchange. Our good friends Juan Neal, Jake Schreier, and Julian Evans Means of Labels and Logos and Loose Cannon Flagship. We're going to be hosting the Michigan Sneaker Exchange at the TCF Center. That's Kobo, December 7th. Vendors from around the state will be in attendance, swapping sneakers, showing off the latest trends in fashion as well. December 7th, noon to 6, 20 bucks at the door or online. TCF Center used to be called Kobo. For tickets and tables, visit michigansneakerexchange.com. Exchange is with an X. I just want to go over all the, uh, big, the championship games. We told you Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, that'll be an Indy sixteen and a half point favorite. That's new. That's a eight o'clock game on Fox on Saturday. The Pac-12 championship. You got number six Utah, number fourteen Oregon. Utah favored by six. That's a Friday night game on ABC. That one should be good. Big Twelve championship. Number seven Oklahoma, number nine Baylor. A rematch, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the the, yeah, the game that Baylor dumped out in the second Let's half? Let's see if Baylor's mm-hmm. clean this time. Oklahoma nine and a half <laughs> point favorites in this one. That's Saturday, and that's at noon. SEC championship number four Georgia against number two LSU. The Tigers favored by seven in that game. When are you going to get Georgia as a seven point underdog? I mean, that's going to be a close game, and yeah. that's going to be a game to watch if you're a Utah. And Oklahoma, and possibly Clemson, because I do think they'd be the, rooting for Georgia, obviously, to knock LSU out of there. That's what they'd be, going they'd be rooting for LSU. LSU's to. going nowhere. Well, if Georgia upsets LSU, uh, don't you think that would knock them out of the top four? No, uh, no. That will so knock, both those teams that, are going to make them too. The SEC has done it before, man. I don't know. I'm more interested in the ACC championship. That's Clemson game. against against Virginia. Number three, Clemson. Virginia knocks off Vitek this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Clemson's favored by 29. Again. Virginia pulling an upset would Back. would help the top four in the the best way. I'm not going by 29, but the that, ACC that, that has no business be being closer. in the top four this year. With, with I mean, what we talked about last time we were on with Ethan, the strength of schedule. Yeah. It's just it's junk. I mean, if Clemson loses to Virginia, and I think that game's going to be Cavaliers. a lot closer. Go Cavaliers! Go uh, Cle- Cavaliers! Clemson would, in my opinion, they would have to drop out of the top four. Well, yeah, if and they if lose to jo- Virginia, and if, and if Georgia beats LSU, it makes it really interesting to see how that top four would shake out. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I want to see Clemson's got to lose. We need we need the Cavs. If Oklahoma three. blows out Baylor, mm-hmm. and Georgia beats LSU. And Virginia somehow shocks Clemson. But what does Utah, Oklahoma jumps up? But there. no, what does Utah, oh, Utah do Utah, against right. Oriental? Because you can't you can't Utah, Utes, because baby. coming into tomorrow night, you. Utah will be five going into mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Oklahoma will be six. So they're going to be poised, ready to go. And for Utah. you guys, your MAC championship game, which is usually during the week, which you and I usually yep. go to, Maybe, well, they're playing it on a Saturday plays. this time, yeah. which sucks. Miami of Ohio against Central Michigan. That'll be at Ford Field. Ford Central, Field. 
Fire up chips, favored by six. That game, Saturday got, you know, noon. that game has gotten people from Central Michigan fans go mm-hmm. to that game. Yep, they'll get they'll get some people. I game. really think that's why they're favored, and by the amount they're. Oh, favored. it's a home it's, game for Central. It is a closer game talent wise than six points. But we've seen. I don't know if you watched the Bowling Green Miami game. Miami is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Miami and Central line up perfectly even. But I think they're getting the six points because it's a home game. Is Frank Solich still there? Solich is at Ohio. 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 Miami of Ohio. Yeah, Frankie right. Solich is at Ohio. And then, and, uh, uh, he, and then Mr. Bowden's at uh, at Akron. Wow, no, he, uh, right. he got Terry fired. Bowden. Oh, you get fired now? That's yeah. right. He got oh, fired after now. last year. <laughs> Uh, when I think they won one game, and this year they won so zero the Bowdens, games. So the Bowdens are out of college football. Yes. Oh, about that. Before yeah. we get off college football, Rutgers strong arms their way to a head coach, Greg Schiano, who last week coming said, back home. I'm not coming in, I'm done. And then Chris Christie, the ex-governor of New Jersey, mm-hmm. is like, this guy wanted a plane, he wanted this, he wanted that. Yeah. Guess what? When people are pulling out and not taking their season tickets or taking their $20 million He's bonds back, mm-hmm. guess what? They wanted Shiano. They, they get him. him. Build the statue. <laughs> Greg Shiano goes back to Rutgers. He took him to six bowl games. Erect the statue. But they were in the Big East back then. Now yeah. they're in the East of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We'll see how uh, Mr. Shiano does there. But Rutgers will be very competitive again within a couple of years, at least. At least be competitive. It's recruiting in the New, Jer- yeah. New Jersey area, if as you know. If you can keep those guys, like mm-hmm. Julius Peppers and stuff like that, keep oh. them and, in, and in it town. And it, it will be a good change of pace for the, big, for the Big Ten. If Maryland and Northwestern and Rutgers every year can be a competitive team, yeah. that makes the Big Ten even better. Of course. Because, because the bottom is terrible right now. Yeah. Except... MSU barely beat. Remember, I told you they were going to have a hard time. I told you guys they're yeah. going to have a hard time with either Rutgers or I, Maryland. I was waiting actually. Michigan State for... won the Quick Lane Bowl, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't know that. More than likely, yes, we don't know. You think that. they would take that bowl? Yes. I, I, yes. I, yeah. Yes. Because they know it's going to be They'd a fill close it. to a sellout. That's why they take it. it. Yeah. Be a fun game to go to. So who would get that game? Does the MAC champ still go there? The MAC champ um, usually does go there. Yes. Back in the day, they did. Them and the yeah. GMAC ball and Ford Field sort of split that. Well, it's it's interesting because you you tend to have a MAC team play in the bowl that happens in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But what's been happening is if you're the MAC champ, you're more than likely also getting a bid to one of the bowl games down south. Yeah. GMAC and uh, Mobile. Yeah. And Mobile. So. If you're the MAC champ, I think you take the one down south over the one at Ford. It depends because I didn't Michigan play Michigan State play Central Michigan already. Uh, I'd have to look up their schedule because I, I know that sometimes they usually do match up every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. And my whole point is I doubt that Central is going to want to play them again or vice versa. So Correct. maybe that they would do. Yeah. That. Hey, CMU and MSU. Not a bad game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, but I don't know if they've already played yet in the in the early earlier in the season. Is my whole point. I don't know if they want to do it again. Right. Yeah. Is is what I'm saying. So By the way, the last time before we get off college football, I'll say that again. Oh, God. The last time Belichick and Saban lost oh, on the on on the same weekend. Yep. You got to go back eight years. That's mm-hmm. twenty eleven. That's a good stat, yeah. though, Mass. Was the last time. That's a good stat. I though. stole that from Trey Wingo of ESPN. <laughs> So he did the work. I just did the uh, pirating. That's a good stat. So Saban and Belichick both lose. Last night, Patriots lose to uh, Houston. They just didn't show up in that game. No. And uh, that's it. So I already read Michigan Sneaker Exchange. Yes, you did. It's okay. Don't worry about that. I heard you read it. Jim Real. So anyway, 
big so day. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Before new we get top twenty fives. You got two two top twenty fives coming out today. I know. Yeah, Michigan. We got to come back right after this quick break because uh, Pete wants to break down college basketball, and it's hot right now in the state of Michigan. Mm. Let's hear a little something from Jim Reels first. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim Reels. You can also check them out up on 14 Mile and Van Dyke in Warren. The Jim Reel friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here on NRM Streamcast. A little mm-hmm. basketball for you. Michigan knocked off UNC and Gonzaga. How about that? In a battle of Atlantis. They go to 7-0. Yeah. Oh, they win it. And guess what? They're... Uh, they're going to be ranked, aren't they, Pete? When that noon, when that noon number comes. They up. had twelve votes in the others receiving votes last week. How mm-hmm. high you think they'll go up? Uh, seven. You think they'll, they'll go be number seven? seven because you know how TV goes and how the NCAA goes. They're going to want to market the big game coming up tomorrow, which is Michigan at Louisville, mm-hmm. and for the Big Ten ACC challenge. That's a seven thirty. That's a seven thirty tip, and then Michigan State hosting Duke. Wow. will be the nine thirty game. I just have to go to that uh, game. Games on ESPN. That would be a great. One. That would be. A, would it be a great? It's it, my whole point is tomorrow. Treat tomorrow. Call in. Call in to work on Wednesday because you don't <laughs> want to go to work on Wednesday morning if you got to get up early. But I mean, you're going to have. I mean, Michigan's going to go from unranked all the way up to probably number seven is my guess because you're going to want to. You know, TV's going to want to broadcast a big time matchup. Louisville will be the new number one team when the top twenty five comes right. out sometime afternoon, mm-hmm. and so they're going to. It'll be seven versus one, and then Michigan State's probably going to fall to like six, and Duke will be like uh, probably two or maybe three, and six will host two or three. So it will be interesting at noon today because you could have four Big Ten teams in the top ten. Of college basketball, of college Mar- basketball. Maryland yeah, is going to be number really two. Too. Right. Ohio State currently sits at ten. They're undefeated. They're probably going to move up a few spots. Michigan State will fall back, and Michigan will be in the top 10. Um, and they all got great matchups in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So mm-hmm. it's going to be real, games. It's going to be really fun. It's going to gonna watch. be a fun two days, Tuesday and Wednesday for the for that challenge. So do you like what uh, Jawan Howard's doing so well, far? I think what Jawan mm-hmm. Howard, if you saw that celebration which ESPN broadcast uh, after they won the battle for Atlantis yeah. with him celebrating with the team and everybody dancing with him, mm-hmm. dancing with him. I mean, he was leading the dance. It's it's uh, it's no problem. They're Did you on, see him mopping the floor? The only problem. Well, well no, but he. Did did that, but do you know why he was doing that? Because everybody was slipping and sliding, and the yeah. kids were not getting it done. He wasn't doing that to be an a hole. Right. He was doing that to protect his players no, and I, to protect all the other kids. I was out doing there. it as a compliment. I'm oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he cares. Why are you about words the in team? my mouth? I am putting words <laughs> in your mouth. I'm going to make you look like the bad guy. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, he he's a very good coach, and he's it, it, the whole everything looks good and, for and, Michigan. And it does look like a different culture than what John Beeline had. I was gonna say, yeah. It seems like it's a more go out there, have fun, but we're still gonna take the game seriously. But we're gonna have a fun time doing it. Where I think with John Beeline, it was more of a professional approach. 
not saying what Juwan Howard isn't doing is professional. It's just more, I think he's connecting with the players. He's connecting with how, how the game, how they enjoy the game. And it only, it's only yeah. going to help his recruiting. And even though Isaiah Todd didn't sign, didn't sign during the early signing period, he's going to sign now after that tournament. How would you not? Anybody who's questioning about mm-hmm. or has Michigan on their list right now of like I might want to go play ball there might just they just went from being penciled in to penned in mm-hmm. on the list. Agreed with that with that victory. Uh, let's sort of go around the leagues before we uh, say goodbye here. NHL uh, Islanders and. The Red Wings tonight. That's at 7.30 out on Long Island. Uh, Red Wings struggling, obviously. Islanders, one of the better teams in the NHL. Islanders. And NBA, Pistons took down the Spurs. Were you there yesterday? I was. 132-98. to 98. Oh, there you Luke go. Luke Kennard with 20. Christian Wood, 28-10-2. Not I w- bad for I the Woodman. I would like to point out that... Uh, before the game started, Corey and I, Corey who also works here and I, we were walking through the little team store and I'm like, if you want to get a player that most people don't know about, if you want to get his jersey, Christian Wood's the guy to get. He thought I was nuts. Mm-mm. Wood goes off. And then he asked me, where did we get Wood from? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's great. We got him from Milwaukee. I yep. think he was on the waiver he wire. He was on the waiver yeah. wire. Yeah. It's a good pickup. It was pick a up. great pickup. That's a guy that falls in your lap well, when you're one of the worst teams. It just you get those goes early to prove that no, it's. I mean, these guys are all in the NBA for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you got a bad player on an NBA team, it's two reasons: either one, he's got a bad attitude, or he doesn't fit the system. And yeah. Christian Wood didn't fit the system. He fits here. Well, and I think there was too much talent also blocking him in Milwaukee. Sure, they're the best. I mean, team when in the you East, play in the, the power teams. forward position, I hear you. That's true, but he still yeah looks good. As oh, a piston playing this system. And it's great to know because Dwayne Casey put out comments that he went to the wall to get Christian Wood on the roster. Like, Christian Wood was that guy that was on the border. Would he make the roster or not? They went and out of their way to Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. <laughs> Joe Johnson. They went out of their he way. He lasted a week. Well, when you're yeah. the when you're the big three MVP, you know you gotta have that redemption shot. Exactly. Yeah. What's the big three coming back here? I want to um, catch it next time. I, they haven't released the dates yet for the 2020 have season. Have you seen it, Pete? Yeah, I have not seen the three on three basketball basketball yet, but it's I would gotta like be to fun, see that. right? Yeah, actually, I think I would like. By the to way, see an that. end of an era again, starting yesterday. Uh, they started taking the letters down off the palace. Yeah, of palace Hill. is going. I mean, the beautiful want... palace where Boy. they put millions and millions of dollars into it just a few years ago. And Tom Gorris said, "Ah, the hell with it. We're going downtown. We have a sweeter deal downtown and rent we're gonna free, tax free." Oakland County uh, people loved the Pistons out there. Mm-hmm. Hi, and those Oakland County people are not going downtown. We'd right We'd like now. to offer you room for a professional team, rent free and tax free. <laughs> yeah, take it. And then some guy comes in and goes, who made that deal? Oh, we need our own stadium. The Palace, one of the only two arenas, <laughs> not sold off you know, with a, a, a name, yeah. a bank name or something like that. It's the Garden or it's the Palace. Mm-hmm. The Palace mm-hmm. of Auburn. Now you're missing one. Now did anybody? You're missing one really, really fun stadium. What? Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City has never been sold. Yeah, it is. Kauffman Stadium is not... Kaufman Stadium. I'm talking basketball. Oh, sorry. They're <laughs> <laughs> talking about stadiums overall that aren't named. You did, about? Sorry. You did, sure uh, it was the Palace r- ever get bought, though? I know that there was talks at one point between Oakland University and the Palace. I know, that would have been nice. That's yeah, OU going up. in there. Yeah, that would be nice. I think they're going to sell it off to 
like uh, real estate developers, okay. stuff like that. We should have our boss, Mr. Benzman, mm-hmm. in here to tell us about that. But the last event there was uh, the last concert was the Palace was Bob Seeker, September 23rd of 2017. The final event at the venue was the Taste of Auburn Hills on October 12th, 2017. Well, we don't count that. So Bob Seger <laughs> closed down the Palace of Auburn Hills. Yeah, and you said bad. you saw something when it opened up. Well, I think I saw one of the first concerts there, and that would be Paul McCartney just after Pretty Wings cool. broke up. It was Paul, Linda, and like his like select like group that. that he had. But I think Michael Jackson, Ooh. if I'm correct, uh, <laughs> was the uh, was the first one to uh, to perform at the Palace. I think Man. that's the that's. I mean, Mike Tyson one. fought there. I mean, yeah. Mike Tyson against yeah. Andrew Galata. I mean, there was a lot. Of, the Vipers played there. That was, that was a Gordy Howe. I was gonna say Gordy Howe yeah. played on that ice. I still say yeah, I saw the last Gordy Howe shift, and then I saw the Tyson fight, and I was like. I, I could have sworn they were the same night. <laughs> it was funny. It was not. It was like a joke we do on the Drew and Mike show that I saw them both on the same exact night. I saw course, Gordy one time play at the Joe Louis Arena in So the, the first concert at the Palace of Auburn Hills was Sting, August 13th, oh, 1988. Sting? Okay, it was Sting. What was, when, when was the Michael Jackson show then? Uh, I don't know if you have a list in front of you. I just didn't know if you had a list. I mean, I just have the first. You said the first got you got So it was Sting. Okay, so it was Sting. Yeah. So the, Tom Gorris is working with a real estate company to redevelop the site. The mixed use mm-hmm. development is expected to include corporate offices, bleh, along with research and development and technology companies. So. The palace when it opened in '88, it was the arena, and even the to place its to be. even the place when they left it, when they left the place, it was still one of the most beautiful arenas you yeah. could well, go to. Do you remember when we had Dana on last time, uh, Dana Garuder, when he got his glasses crushed in the we're talking about the palace, the palace and his poor laptop? Remember how we talked about the energy at that place? Yeah. yeah. He says, I mean, that's that's what you're missing from you know the Pistons nowadays is that you know you don't have that 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 energy anymore going to those games, and that's what the palace really you know. The palace really had good energy. So Joe Lewis is gone. Now the palace is on its way to being demolished. And all four sports teams are in last place. It doesn't get any worse. Oh my God, we are in rough shape. <laughs> uh-huh. Are this we? It's really bad. Tearing down the past. Uh, no effort. We got Monday night football tonight to look forward to. Yeah, yeah really should be a good, good game. game. Vikings really good and the game. Seahawks. I, mean, I love watching games in Seattle. I love that stadium. I wanted to go to that stadium so bad. The, the sound, the, the stadium built for acoustics. Yeah, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? I, and I love how they built the stadium to be loud. Yeah. I like the Hawks eye. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I want to sit right there. I want to the sit Hawk on the top eye. there. Yeah, yeah the Hawk eye. Well, and the twelfth man when they hang that 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 flag, and they raise that flag up. <laughs> I love that Seattle. Place. And it's really interesting to think about that Seattle a 9 and 2 and Minnesota 8 and 3 Oh. Are the wild card teams? Yeah, they're, not, they're not division leaders. They're wild it's card still, teams. I was gonna say this is still a playoff matchup. Yeah, yep. and so, this is it's insane. The Rams are sitting back and saying, "Come on, Seattle," because they need the Vikings to start losing yeah, games. Yeah, they do. Rams look good well, yesterday. The, I thought I thought Arizona was gonna give them a game, maybe even beat them. And coming off a bye, they're home. Kyler Murray, they got whitewashed. And the 49ers are saying, go to Vikings, yeah. because Seattle beat the Correct. 49ers. So yeah, you so, got I mean, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, on. if you're Seattle and you win this, you're putting San Francisco into that fifth seat from the one seat. Boy, Isn't that something? I, that's, it's just crazy boy, to think I haven't about. Been, I haven't rooted for a tie in the NFL for a long time, <laughs> but tonight I think I might be rooting for a tie. Oh, man. I like Seattle tonight, laying the three to the Vikings. I just don't think... 
I don't think Kirk Cousins pulls it off tonight. I just really don't. You know, I love I, Russell Wilson. Speaking of that, I haven't checked. Does, does my fantasy life depend on uh, Dalvin <laughs> Cook tonight? I think it does. <laughs> Check your team. <laughs> who are you losing to in our league? Uh, to I forgot who it is. Uh, who the, the 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 team that has my number in your league? That's oh man. Funny. Anyway, Pete is like the three time defending three-time champion defending in our GM. league, and he barely crawled his way into the playoffs <laughs> this year. But I like he crawled his way in. I'm like he's going to win the damn thing. Last year he won two playoff games. By one point, he beat me by like a point just to get in the damn thing, and then he beat me. <laughs> I, I hate him. I do have to say that was like me last year trying to defend mine, except I got in. I won my first two matchups by like two or three points. Let's see what Pete needs. And then my last matchup, I won by 50. That's funny. That's um, funny. No, I seriously haven't checked, Maz. I don't know, but that's see, that's funny. Yeah. So you understand? I'm, how go- that goes. I'm going for the three Pete this year. The trying to beats. just trying to settle for a first round bye though. Right now, is that a family? Is that a family go, league? Way, uh, no, it's just a, a league I joined a few years back, and this league had been going for like ten years. Came in the first year, finished in second, and the last two years I've won the whole thing. Fantasy football is wonderful, man. Looks like my sister's getting involved. Oh, you're losing by 29 points. Oh, gosh. No, I'm done. <laughs> He's got Russell Wilson going tonight. Uh, I you have, have Dalvin players. Cook, and you have the Seattle defense. The Seattle defense, yes. Uh, Pete, it's not looking so real good. So, you got to root for you. turnovers and rushing touchdowns. Yes, exactly. I got a lot of stuff going weird tonight. No, I'm <laughs> toast. Mama. He's got Russell Wilson, which is fine. Hey, so my, th- so my three-time championship is over, so that's fine. No, it might not be. <laughs> I concede. Hey, the Steelers knocked off the Browns yesterday. And uh, did we hear anything? Le- hear, hear anything else on uh, Baker Mayfield's hand? Oh yeah, he hit, he hit his update, hand against one of the Steeler helmets. Huh. I did hear about Freddie Kitchen's uh, interesting T-shirt though. Yeah, the Steelers started it. I mean, that, you're was, the head, a, that was last week. You, you, you wore that. You're the head coach. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, there's a. You want to start something? You got to start it the right way. Don't. Yeah, no. Other games, the Redskins come back and they knock off the Panthers. 29-21, weird score. Buccaneers over Jacksonville. Jacksonville had, uh, uh, what's his name, came back? Gardner Minshew Minshew. came back into the game to replace Nick Nick Foles. And Andy Dalton made his his return yesterday, too. Yep, Andy Dalton, of course, beat the Jets. Jets are one of the only teams, I think, they might be the only team to lose to two winless teams in one season. (laughs) All right, and Sam Darnold, uh, you know, got his jock knocked around again. So, uh, who the hell knows with the Jets? Jets, Giants losing the snow to the Packers. That was a fun kind of game to watch in the snow. I want to thank everybody, especially the people behind the scenes, Kelsey, Stephen, and Cole. Thanks for keeping us on the air, Pete. Thanks for coming on in. Thanks, brother. Always good to be here. You gonna put your ski cap on? Now? I will, and I gotta run out the door. <laughs> Ethan Perlman, thank you. Thank you. Join us on Wednesday to Hump Day Edition. Tom Mazaway and friends here on NRM Streamcast. We'll talk a little college basketball on Wednesday, coming out of that ACC Big Ten Challenge. All right, have fun tonight. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you next time.